Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 15. It is Tuesday, December 3rd. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and this is the Snow Day episode. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, so let's get into it on the snow-filled Tuesday morning here in Central Connecticut. No school today for the kids, so uh, we're going to have some fun. Uh, first up on Bleeping Computer, Facebook Ads Manager targeted by new info-stealing Trojan. Attackers are distributing an information-stealing Trojan disguised as a PDF reader that steals Facebook and Amazon session cookies as well as sensitive data from the Facebook Ads Manager. Over the weekend, Malware Hunter team found numerous sites distributing a fake PDF editing program called PDF Reader. So PDF uppercase, reader is lowercase. And the executables distributed from the site are signed by a digital certificate issued, issued by Sectigo to Rekit Content GmbH. Virus total detects this Trojan as Solsolars, but is also shares characters, characteristics with other Trojans such as AdNob and StressPoint that also attempt to extract and steal Facebook data from various URLs. According to Vitaly Kremez, who analyzed this Trojan, there is not much code similarity between this Trojan and the others, so it may be inspired rather than, uh, rather than evolved from previous infection. That tells, uh, that tells us it just might be a newer, maybe inspired variant of a significantly improved one over the previous generation. I assess this might be only the beginning of the ev evolution of this type of malware targeting ad and social media providers, Kremes said, told Bleeping Computer. A target to steal Facebook session cookies from Chrome and Firefox by assessing the cookies SQLite database. Once the cookie is retrieved, it will be used to connect a variety of Facebook URLs where information is extracted. The account billing used to extract the user's account ID and access token, which will then be used in a Facebook Graph API call to steal data from the user's ads manager settings. So that's on bleepingcomputer.com. Um, if you use Facebook ads manager, stay away from anything that says PDF reader. Um, it, it also hijacks Amazon, by the way, so stay away from it. I mean, you should be staying away from it altogether. Um, actively exploited also on bleeping computer actively exploited uh, strand hog vulnerability affects Android OS uh, this was reported on a few sources but I'm taking it from bleeping computer um, a newly discovered Android vulnerability is actively exploited by malware such as the bank bot banking Trojan and it impacts all versions of the operating system up to and including Android 10 the new vulnerability discovered by Promon Security researchers was named Strandhog, and it can be exploited without the need of rooting the device. Once exploited, it allows malicious apps to camouflage as almost any legitimate app, with Promon finding that all of the 500 most popular apps, as ranked by app intelligence company 42 Matters, are vulnerable to Strandhog. Unique Android vulnerability. Strandhog is, a unique is unique because it enables sophisticated attacks without the need for a device to be rooted uses a weakness in the multitasking system of Android to enact powerful attacks that allows malicious apps to masquerade as any other app on the device, says Promon. 
This exploit is based on the Android control setting called Task Affinity, which allows any app, including malicious ones, to freely assume any identity in a multitasking system they desire. What makes this security flaw even more dangerous is that, according to the researchers who spotted it, Google has not yet fixed the issue on any version of Android, thus directly exposing any Android users to malware designed to abuse it. Also, Lookout, which is a, um, a malware scanning tool for Android, Lookout has identified 36 malicious apps that were actively exploiting the vulnerability among them, discovering variants of the BankBot banking Trojan that were observed as early as 2017. While the list of malicious apps exploiting Strandhog in the wild is not yet available, Promon's researchers state that the malware sample they analyzed was distributed via malware droppers and downloaders that have since been removed from the Play Store by Google. This can be used by both spies and thieves. Once they have managed to infect a device with malware capable of exploiting Strandhog, attackers can request any permission by disguising as legitimate apps to increase its data harvesting capabilities or to trick victims into handing over sensitive information such as banking or login credentials via screen overlays. Since the attackers can gain access to any Android permission, they perform a wide range of data collecting actions allowing them to listen to the user through the microphone, take photos through the camera, read and send SMS messages, make and or record phone conversations, fish login credentials, get access to all private photos and files on the device, get location and GPS information, get access to the contact list, and access phone logs. We have tangible proof that the attackers are exploiting Strandhog in order to steal confidential information. So there's that. If you have an Android device, be on the lookout for that. Um, also on Bleeping Computer, new Chrome password stealer sends stolen data to MongoDB database. This was actually reported uh, late last week. A new window Trojan has been discovered that attempts to steal passwords stored in Google Chrome browser. While this is nothing unique, what does stand out is that it uh, sends the passwords to a Mongo database. And this Mongo database steal, uh, stores all of the passwords. This Trojan is called C-Stealer and like many other info-stealing Trojans, was created to target and steal login credentials that were saved in Google Chrome's password manager. So I always tell clients not to save stuff in your in the Google password manager. It's not hard to compromise. But now we have another Trojan that's grabbing this information and sending it to a Mongo database, which obviously will uh, eventually will get sold to people in the dark web. Um, Let's see what we got here. Threat post. Insecure database exposes millions of private SMS messages. So a company called True Dialog left a database unprotected on Microsoft Azure, um, which contained tens of millions of users' SMS messages back and forth. So True Dialog is an M SMS messaging service for businesses that want to send out text messages to their, their clients. The one of the features of True Dialog is that it allows the client to then respond to the text message. Um, so this database that has been exposed with tens of millions of SMS messages, it was unprotected on Azure. Um, so there are tens of millions of text messages between um, businesses that use True Dialog and those clients. And then finally today, CISA, the cyber, the uh, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency has released a draft of binding. This is on the CISA website, by the way. So the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has released a draft of binding operational directive, BOD 20-01, develop and publish a vulnerability disclosure policy, BOD 20-01, require, will require 
each federal agency to publish a vulnerability disclosure policy, a VDP. CISA has posted the draft directive for public feedback. The deadline for submitting comments is 11.59 p.m. Eastern on December 27, 2019. CISA encourages users and administrators, administrators to review the CISA blog post, um, which I have done, for more information. And so this can be found on um, the, the us-cert.gov website. Um, for more information, CISA encourages feedback on draft BOD-2. Uh, BOD 20-01 from individuals with personal or institutional expertise in vulnerability disclosure and from organizations that have a VDP and manage coordinated vulnerability disclosure. So essentially what CISA is saying is we need to have a vulnerability disclosure policy across all government agencies. Uh, the reason for that is um, there isn't a one one um, one method meets all, one way meets all for vulnerability disclosure. So in other words, if a white hat hacker discovers a vulnerability on a government application or a government website, um, they if they disclose it, they put themselves at risk of potentially being charged, and this has happened, and potentially being charged. And when this happens, they, um, you know, of course, th there's repercussions to that. And the white hat community wants to be able to be able to disclose vulnerabilities to government agencies without fear of um, arrest or any negative impact to their to their lives. So that's the purpose of this, uh, or at least one of the purposes of this vulnerability disclosure policy. Make it a little more of a, a collaboration. I've talked about collaboration before, where we need collaboration in cybersecurity. Um, a little more collaborative effort between the U.S. government and um, freelance white hat hackers or, or businesses that provide these types of services. Uh, so be on the lookout for more in, of that in the future. If you want to check it out, if you want to comment on it, go to the CISA website and read the blog post. That's going to do it for the Tuesday edition of the Cybersecurity Daily. I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, stay safe. <laughs>